What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Uh, coming on a little late. Sorry, I had to sleep in. I had another eventful weekend with dementia. Uh, my mom decided to not sleep at all on Friday night or Saturday <laughs> during the day. I mean, and she was a terrorist. It was horrible. She was up all night. Um, you know, it's like, it looks a lot like bipolar disorder. For all I know, she could have very well been mildly bipolar this whole time. I don't know. Um, because the mood that I see, uh, I recognize. I, it, the meanness, I remember a lot of that from my childhood and uh, young adulthood. And when she just says these super mean things, she's inconsolable. You cannot rationalize or reason with her. It's her way or the highway. And if you ask her to not do something, uh, she just doubles down and does it anyway. I've seen that my whole life. And so all day Saturday. So she was up all Friday night pretending to be asleep. Uh, obviously sitting there stewing about something. So I would close the door, you know, and from about midnight to four in the morning, I mean, she was on one. And then I just conked out. I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, she was, you know, like bright and chipper in the hallway. But it's not chipper. It's unpleasant, but it's highly energized. And uh, she stayed that way till about 7 p.m. And then she finally conked out. And she has not been really up since then. So, you know, it's funny. People I work with, they're like, you got big plans this weekend? And I'm like, no, I am a caregiver. I don't have big plans this weekend. You know, um, and if the care was cheaper, I'd have a caregiver here with her all the time. But, um, no, <laughs> I can't afford it yet. And uh, really what we're coming down to is, um, I mean, she's just, I'm just going to have to put her somewhere. I, can, I can't live like this, you know, in a, without a network of siblings or other people who can take her, you know, it's just, I mean, I just can't do it. I mean, it's different if your family has three or four siblings and everybody takes a turn, but when it's just one person, having to do it Mm -mm. overwhelming overwhelming and I'm just I really need my sleep uh thankfully for me uh this cold shower this is my third week of cold showers they're awful they're terrible I would never I can't tell you to do them because they're fun but if you have a health concern or something that's been bothering you and you need to reset your body the cold does it if you have a lingering pain, I would I would recommend, and it's short. I mean, I'm telling you, I've I haven't gone past two to three minutes of cold water, you know. And now I'm doing a, a start out hot, go cold, go back hot, and then end with cold. And it just I don't know. It's just resets your hormones or something. I I don't understand or know the science behind it, but it just works. So um, these nights where she's sleeping, I've been able to stay asleep because normally I was waking up with a hot flash, you know, a night sweat. But um, 
I'm telling you, three weeks in, and it's just peaceful, good sleep. And that's been something I've been lacking. Um, Now, of course, if she's up and down all night and, you know, bursting into my room, that's not going to help. But she didn't do that last night. She actually stayed in the bed the whole day and the whole night. And I know she's exhausted because she was up and manicky, very busy. It's awful. I don't wish this on anyone. And I look forward to whatever the next phase of this is. Uh, the phase where I'm super less involved in this on a daily basis. Um, I, you know, that's all I can say about that. And I hope that uh, you guys have been taking my warning seriously, not only about your own memory, but if you have a loved one, you know, pay attention. This is, this is not what you want. Make a plan, ask some questions, uh, and know this. Dementia winter is coming, and you can't say you weren't warned. I've been warning the hell out of you for the last year. <sighs> so, America's so delusional, right? You know, you win a football championship and you call yourself a world champion. But the reality is soccer is the only real global sport. Football, you're not a world champion. You are a USA champion, and that's it. Uh, the only true global sport um that captivates everyone is we call it soccer and uh we're the only country that's not obsessed with it the only country that doesn't uh you know go overboard with their love of soccer you know so it's it's strange but that's how we are that's how we delude ourselves into thinking we're number one at everything you know we just take our ball and go home we just create a whole nother sport well, we're number one at this. Okay. Um, it's weird. But we're not very good at soccer because it hasn't ever really been a priority. And, uh, you know, they're the fittest athletes. They're, they're, their skill is undeniable. And countries all over the globe are 100% deeply invested in how their football teams turn out. That kind of football, not our football, which I love. I think our football is good. But uh, to deny that we, you know, aren't that great at it and to pretend like, oh, well, we'll just make up our own sports over here and call ourselves world champions. That's how we pretend we're number one at everything, at breeding, at math, at science. And we're not. We're not number one at hardly anything except probably death by gun. And no, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but yeah, we're 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 not great. Look it up. We're not number one hardly in anything you would think we're number one in. But I do believe we probably do lead the globe in gun violence. Um, It's just a speculation. But congratulations to Argentina and to uh, Lionel Messi. Fantastic. So, um, but yeah, America's deluded. So this weekend I had a, when I had time to myself, I was having like a pretty deep thought, which is, I know we live in a physical world and everybody, you know, we're supposed to be body, uh, soul, and what is it, body, spirit, and mind. And many of us only deal with our bodies, you know, or, or our minds. We really don't do spiritual stuff. And I'm not saying going to church and talking to God. I do think that's important. 
But if that's not what you're into, I get it. But you can still be a spiritual person. You still have a spirit, whether you go to church and acknowledge it or not. Somehow religion co-opted spirituality. Um, You're a spirit. The thing that's moving you and moving your body and giving you your thoughts isn't inside your body. They have scientifically proven that the thoughts you think in your brain and in your mind aren't physically in your brain. They can't, they can't, um, they can see how your brain reacts from a thought, but they can't see the actual thought. That means that uh, there's, you know, there's that your brain, that your brain doesn't uh, house your mind. It just houses the physicality of it, if that makes sense. So I said it better the first time. Like, they can put electrodes all over your brain and see that you are thinking a thought. They can see the energy of it, but they can't actually go inside your brain and pull out your thoughts. Okay, that means they're not in there. It means we're all connected in some spiritual way to some, you know, I guess spiritual computer, if you will. And that spirit makes you, you. Because when your physical body goes, that spirit is going to still be alive. And I just, I'm saying all that to say, I don't think we spend enough time focusing on our spiritual self. Our spiritual selves are in neglect. And I think, I heard something interesting this weekend, and I'm going to poorly paraphrase it. I think some of us have spiritual injuries And we're so used to neglecting that part of ourselves that we don't address those injuries. And sometimes the spiritual injuries manifest into cancer, into diabetes, into um, dementia, into arthritis, into all these other conditions because your spirit is crying out to be addressed. And um, when I was young in college, I got into a car accident and I remember, you know, my back was messed up for a while. And so I did a lot of reading. And uh, one of the things I read uh, in Chinese medicine, uh, there's a a physical, for every part of your body or for every ailment, there's a part of your body, you know, that there's a spiritual answer for why it hurts or why you're experiencing problems there. Like the fundamentals of uh, acupuncture and acupressure. There's a reason why they pick those spots to address your your pain. So a lot of times, you know, your feet will be connected to your liver, which will be connected to something else. You know what I mean? So you think, well, my foot doesn't hurt, but they're working on your foot. So that kind of thing. So when I hurt my back, I remember reading that spiritually, that meant I didn't feel supported, which is true. I did not. Because I remember when I got hit by that car, I got rear-ended. The guy didn't have any assurance. I was headed home. He skidded into me, and I drove home, and I remember the first thing my mom said to me was uh, something about money or getting a job or something. And I'm like, dude, I am injured. Like, my back had seized up. It was not good. And my father was super concerned. He was like, dude, this could be bothering you for the rest of your life. And I'll be honest, that car was solid. That was like an 80, I want to say like an 83 Chrysler because it took, it absorbed. Was it an 83? It must have been, it might have been an 85 because it was newer when we bought it. And this was in the early 90s. 
and the car I'm driving now would have crumpled up. This car was like, just the bumper got pushed in a little bit, but the, but I felt it. And like, I'm glad I had my seatbelt on because I probably would have flown out the car. Um, and my sister had just been lecturing me about wearing seatbelts. So it really worked out. (laughs) But anyway, um, it was just, I didn't feel supported because she was pretty much not concerned about me being in this car accident. My father was like furious. So um, I had to go back to school and I just remember my back was just not right. So this must have been like 90 or 91 because my back just wasn't right. And I went back to school anyway. um, They wanted me to get MRIs and stuff. And I was like, I don't, it was just weird. Uh, the whole time frame was weird, but I didn't feel supported. <laughs> Eventually, my back healed. I, you know, I don't have any chronic back issues now. Um, but the spiritual part of it did resonate with me. And so from then on, I always thought about, well, what's the spiritual significance of this injury? Why would I spiritually have a headache? Why would I spiritually have, you know, pain in my neck? And uh, I think it's worth investigating. I don't have any grand answers for you. I do think we are spiritually neglected, and I think some of us are spiritually injured. Like, the kind of injury you you can't see is basically what I'm talking about. Things that are part of you and just your human experience that you neglect because it's spiritual and you're just not a spiritual person or you never thought about it. Um, but yeah, I think there are a lot of spiritually injured people out here doing a lot of harm. Don't let that be you. I hope you have an amazing week. Coming up on Christmas, we're probably going to have the tiniest Christmas party we've ever had in my family. Half of my family uh, just left the state. <laughs> so, which is actually kind of a relief because it's so much less work for me. And, you know, I never know what my day is going to be like with my mom. So I'm looking forward to a good year next year. I'm looking forward to a nice holiday season. She won't know the difference anyway. It's, it's just today to her now. And uh, we're just going to keep moving forward. And uh, stay stay excited. Stay blessed. If you listen this far into the podcast, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Continue to like, share, subscribe. Do what you do. Uh, and uh, we'll meet back here soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I really do. We've had a great year on the podcast. And uh, you've listened to me go through a lot of pain. And don't let my pain be without purpose. Make a plan. Make a dementia plan. Because I kid you not, dementia winter is coming. All right. Be your best.